like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. lucky star shining on us today for Song of the Soul. It's been years in coming, but I finally have Paul Tinkerhess ready at the microphone. Paul is little known, perhaps outside of his home in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but it's the rest of the world's loss. Jesus was a carpenter, John Prine delivered mail, and Paul Tinkerhess sells and repairs shoes. All of the greats had their fallback professions. Paul's banjo will intrigue you, but his lyrics will delight and enchant you. The man knows how to seriously turn a phrase. So you can be sure that there will be some bonus excerpts on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website to supplement this broadcast. Also on NordenSpiritRadio.org, you'll find out how to buy a CD of these live songs by Paul Tinkerhess. And keep in mind that this is the only recording of Paul's music available. So it's on the price list right next to Hen's Teeth. Among other things, Paul co-founded the Water Hill Music Festival in Ann Arbor and the Snow Buddy Program to protect winter pedestrian rights. And he joins us live and in person at the Friends General Conference gathering taking place this year on the campus of Niagara University in New York. Paul, thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you for inviting me. You warned me before we did this interview that you are something of a musical imposter. Explain what you mean by that. (laughs) Well, I don't spend a lot of my time playing music. I used to, a long time ago, do more of it and kind of tried for a while to make a meager living playing music. And then, you know, one thing didn't lead to another, and then some other things did lead to other things. And I got married, and my wife... Claire was pregnant with our first child. I think then it became clear to me that I needed to get serious about having an income. Eventually, we drifted into the shoe business, so that's our vocation. Claire and I run a small shoe store in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I found out pretty early on that I could make more money selling one pair of shoes than I sometimes could playing all evening in a coffee house. (laughs) Depends on the coffee house. Of course, you probably came of age at a point where coffee houses were still pretty common. Yeah. Well, that was one venue for folk musicians was sometimes you'd get a gig playing at a coffee house. And, you know, if you were lucky, it was one where people were focused on the music. I came to appreciate that pretty early on that I like songs that have words that are meaningful. 
So it only felt like it was fulfilling the purpose of my playing if people were listening to the words. I didn't ever really want to be involved in the business of doing background music. I grew up probably the, well, certainly the largest musical influence on me was Pete Seeger. I always just kind of thought that was the ideal model of my place in music, was to be singing songs that had words that oftentimes that people could sing along with and words that were meaningful in our time to try to help lead us toward a better world. You know, one of the videos that people can find of you out on YouTube, I believe, is, I think it's called The Quaker Waltz. It was a song that you wrote for a dedication of an anniversary or something. Talk about that, if you would. Well, there's not a lot to say except that the Ann Arbor Friends Meeting was approaching its 75th anniversary. And someone asked me to write a song for that event, so I did. I should say there's a line in this. It talks about a wooden sky. And for folks who have not been to the Ann Arbor Friends meeting, the ceiling of the beautiful meeting room is made of natural wood. So that's the wooden sky. Back when the world began a young Eldon Ham like a ship out of harbor left all his friends behind and to better his mind he set out for an arbor Eldon had just arrived 1935 in the autumn semester When he attended a gathering of friends At the Dunhams, Arthur and Esther And so we meet again This family of friends We gather together Silently we begin Wait on the Spirit Sit still so you hear it Settle your restless mind Sit in the quiet The Spirit will find us Love light us within As we continue to kindle the kindness This little band would roam From home to home Like nomads they wandered Living rooms grew too small Then even Lane Hall So a purchase was pondered Finally a house was bought On a buildable lot On a good half an acre Twenty-five years between founding and building But that's pretty quick for a Quaker And so we meet again This family of friends We gather together Silently we begin Wait on the Spirit Sit still so you hear it Settle your restless mind 
Sit in the quiet, the Spirit will find us. Love, light us within as we continue to kindle the kindness. Born to a world of woe, to nurture the glow we take as our mission. Slowly the embers wake, our tender hearts ache for creation's condition. Guided by inner light, we light up the night to banish the blindness. May we hold fast to the faith of those past and continue to kindle the kindness. And so we meet again, this family of friends we gather together. Silently we begin Wait on the spirits It's still so you hear it Settle your restless mind Sit in the quiet The spirit will find us Love light us within As we continue to kindle the kindness Seventy-five years long, our witness lives on, both silent and spoken. Friends have been born and died, tested and tried, but our faith is unbroken. Under this wooden sky, let's you and I in our hours so fleeting raise voices and sing we are the friends of Ann Arbor friends meeting and so we meet again this family of friends we gather together silently we begin wait on the spirits it's still so you hear it settle your restless mind sit in the quiet the spirit will find us love light us within as we continue to kindle the kindness love light us within as we continue to kindle the kindness. That's Paul Tinkerhess you're listening to for Song of the Soul. Quaker Waltz is what that's called for the 75th anniversary of the founding of Ann Arbor Friends, Michigan, and that's where Paul Tinkerhess lives. How long have you lived there, Paul? Oh, something over 30 years now, I think. Where do you originate from? What's your peregrinations of your life? I was born in Des Moines, Iowa. We moved to University City, Missouri, a town right out on the edge of St. Louis, and then we moved to Dayton, Ohio. Then I went to college at Earlham College and then finished college out in Olympia, Washington at the Evergreen State College. By then, well, then I lived in New York briefly for about a year, 
and then I went back to Olympia, and Claire and I got married, and we moved to East Lansing, Michigan, to work on a program through the Methodist Church in a campus ministry there doing peace organizing for about three years. While we were there, I was found by some members of the American Friends Service Committee, the Quaker Service Agency's committees in Ann Arbor, which had an office in Ann Arbor, still does have an office near Ann Arbor. And I started going in once a month for American Friends Service Committee meetings into Ann Arbor, and I found every time I visited, I liked the feeling of the place. So when our role in East Lansing was over, we packed up and moved to Ann Arbor and started having babies and have settled there. And you've been a pretty integral part of the community in a lot of ways. Not only, I mean, I think you feed their soul in multiple ways. <laughs> One of them is the Fourth Avenue Birkenstock Company. I mean, they have, you're actually listed on the wiki page for Ann Arbor, so it must be pretty important. <laughs> I don't think they have all the businesses there, do oh, they? Yeah, we, we did start a, a small shoe store there, not selling small shoes only, mind you, but we call it, it is a small shoe store. It's become one of the largest shoe stores in its category of selling our brand of footwear. We sell a few brands also, but we specialize in Birkenstock. We got onto Birkenstocks when we were in college. And I mean, I don't know, during the Great Recession, people would come in the store and concerned about us because we are seen as, a, I think, a valuable resource by a lot of people in Ann Arbor. And they'd come in with concern on their faces about how are you guys doing? And I just got to say, well, we're selling Birkenstocks in Ann Arbor. You know? <laughs> GM went bankrupt, and we did not. You know? <laughs> so we're doing all right. One thing about the song that you just played, Quaker Waltz, is you're playing it on a thing that looks <laughs> like a guitar. It does look like a guitar. It... Explain what it is. It's not a regular guitar. It's a something else. What do you call it? Well, I've settled on five-string guitar, as the best I can say. I learned how to play guitar a little bit when I was younger. But then when I took up the banjo, I found it was, I don't know, for some reason I, I clicked better with the banjo. So I play banjo. For years and years, I just played banjo. But then in the back of my mind, I think I always was a little envious of the resonance of the sound of a guitar. And, you know, the plunkety-plunk of a banjo certainly has its place. But I also just like that, the mellower sound of the wooden box resonating. And so for years I tumbled over in my mind, how can I have a thing that <laughs> sounds like a guitar, but my fingers think it's a banjo, basically. I wanted something that was, you know, you, you have seen banjos that are set up. You know, most banjos, the kind of banjo that I play, has five strings. There are some four-string banjos out there, but the kind of banjo I play is a five-string banjo, and the, the highest note on it is a, a shorter string. It's a droning string. You don't have to play that one with your fingers. That's part of what makes it easier than a guitar. You only have to really fret four different strings on a banjo. The other one just plays the same note all the time. And um, it actually worked. It's one of those things, you know, in Back to the Future where he goes back in time and finds the inventor. He says, Professor, you know, we have to stop your research or something into this time machine because in the future you invent this time machine that is about to ruin everything. And do you know what this means? And no, the professor says, well, do you know what that means? And the young man says, well, yes, it means we could disrupt the time-space continuum. And the, the inventor professor says, like, no, it means I actually made something that works. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very pleased with my five-string banjo that plays like, my fingers think it's a banjo, basically. But it doesn't have the plunkety-plunk of a 
banjo. It's got the resonance of a guitar. Long answer to your short question. Well, I think that means that we've warmed up to some more music. Thinking of taking care of the place where you live, I got onto riding bikes a lot when I was younger, and I was living in St. Louis in University City, and I was staying in a place in University City and riding my bike on Big Bend Boulevard out to Kirkwood to work with my friend and his dad out in Kirkwood. I was riding this bike all along Big Bend Boulevard, you know, day after day. It had a section of it that was lined with some beautiful trees. Some of the parts, you know, had become more modern, widened out. They'd cut down some trees. And I saw in the news that there was a plan afoot to cut down some of the rest of these beautiful trees that were at the northernmost strip of Big Bend Boulevard. So I put together this kind of, you know, love the trees bicycling song. It's called The Many Hills of Big Bend Boulevard. I ride my bike, don't need no car I'm here to there like a shooting star Burn no petroleum, I guzzle no gas I get to laugh at the pumps I pass On the many hills Of Big Bend Boulevard A few I've known, I've known a few, a few I have known From Rock Hill Road to hilly High Del Mar My home I call, I call my home, I call my home Big Bend used to be a narrower street Shady trees kept it out of the heat Now it's wider than a parking lot And in the summer it stays pretty hot On the many hills Of Big Bend Boulevard A few I've known, I've known A few, a few I have known From Rock Hill Road to hilly High Del Mar. My home, I call, I call my home, I call my home. In University City, there's a stretch that's still real pretty, shaded over by a couple score of you city's pretty sick. Now they're talking about chopping the trees So all the guzzle gassers won't have to squeeze Why do we have to make the streets all wider? Look at all the cars with just one rider On the many hills of Big Bend Boulevard A few I've known I've known a few, a few I have known From Rock Hill Road To hilly High Del Mar My home I call, I call my home I call my home So if the price of gas is raising your ire Get out your clunker and pump up the tire Push the pedals, watch the two wheels turn If nothing else, you're sure to learn There are many hills 
on Big Ben Boulevard. A few I've known, I've known a few, a few I have known. From Rock Hill Road to Hilly High Del Mar. My home I call, I call my home, I call my home. That's great fun. What's the tune? I, I was trying to pull it back. I'm so busy listening to your lyrics. But you had enough connection with Pete Seeger to know how his encyclopedic knowledge of any song, he could hear a song. He says, oh, yeah, that's like that and that and that, and that probably brings that yeah. together from that. Did you get that kind of reaction from him ever when you played a song that you know he heard one of yours? Well, Pete Seeger rarely heard one of my songs. I got to do an opening act for him one time. And had a wonderful conversation with him after it, but he was actually not present when I was singing during the act. Disappointing to me. Later, I performed for some years with my buddy David Wilkie. We kind of crashed a performer's party once at the Hudson River Revival Festival that Pete started on the Hudson River, you know, many years ago. And we were not performing in the festival, but we found our way back to the cabin where the, the real performers were enjoying an afterglow. And my friend David saw Pete coming out of the building and said, hey, look, you over there. And he went over, and David was bolder than I, and, and said, hey, Pete, my friend uh, has a nice song we'd love to sing for you. And Pete was accommodating and came over, and under the moon and stars, we sang right into Pete Seeger's ear, The Many Hills of Big Bend Boulevard. You did, that one. And, yes. <laughs> I think maybe even before we were quite finished with it, I remember a woman came up and said something like, Pete, I can't find that flashlight. And he says, well, I think it's in the glove compartment. But he, she was kind of pulling him away, and he looked back a little bit apologetically and said, it's a beautiful song. I love the two voices together. <laughs> and right about then I thought, I can die. <laughs> and did you print that on your cassette that you recorded? I don't know no. if that, I don't know if that song went it on the did, cassette. It or... did go on the cassette, but... Um, there was not much room to print on there. We just had the room for the, you know, you just make a tiny little label and stick it on there. We were very low-tech back. We made cassette tapes, Yeah. So listeners to Song of the Soul should be aware that Paul Tinkerhess does not actually have CDs out there. You can go, you can find some videos of him on YouTube, including some music he's sharing here today. But a lot of it's not going to be accessible to you. And that's because you like to be rare, precious, and beautiful? That's because no one has, uh, I don't know, I kind of tried to be a musician, you know, years long ago, before, like, you know, 40 years ago or whatever. And, you know, as I say, one thing, you know, does not always lead to another. I'm happy to play when people ask me to play, although somewhat reluctantly. I think you started asking me to do this about eight years ago. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I, I had Lisa Wildman on, she had you come in and play some part for from a distance. Yeah, you you accompanied her for that and maybe another song. So I, I that was the first time I'd actually heard you play. Well, not many people have heard me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sing once a year at the the Ark in Ann Arbor is a wonderful performance space in Ann Arbor, where we have a celebration of Pete Seeger's birthday. I join in with eight or ten other musicians in Ann Arbor and I play there and. I play at peace rallies, and whenever the current president is threatening a war, sometimes around then I I get invited to come to a rally, and I've played at hundreds of rallies, sometimes, you know, for a lot of people, and 
My wife and I enjoy playing together. I've gotten her onto the lap dulcimer in recent years, and we will sometimes just sing around the house or sometimes with friends. I did have a chance to study with the great folk singer Odetta for three months a long time ago, and she started each of our gatherings with singing Kumbaya, so I don't have any hokey camp song associations with that. I only hear Odetta's voice. Folks, we are speaking with Paul Tinkerhess today for Song of the Soul. It's a Northern Spirit Radio production. That means you find us on the web at northernspiritradio.org with more than 12 years of our programs for free listening and download. You have links to our guests, except for Paul Tinkerhess. (laughs) Paul Tinkerhess is bound and determined to be unknown and hard to find. You will find a few videos of him on YouTube and a couple other places you can find his songs, but mostly it's hard. In addition to links to our guests, you'll also find a place to post comments, and we do love two-way communication. Post a comment when you visit and let us know what you're thinking. There's also a donate button. This is full-time work that we're doing here, and we do not support it through corporate donations or through government. We're depending on the listeners, and it's a real key point, and that's one of the reasons I think it's especially important that you support your local community radio station. There is such importance to local media because our media has been gobbled up until 90-plus percent of it is owned by six corporations. To have local voice strong, you need your local media, and so please support your local community radio stations. And if you've got a few shekels left over, Northern Spirit Radio needs them to continue our work. Again, Paul Tinkerhess is here, and I wanted to say a little bit more about how you do or don't get a hold of Paul Tinkerhess. He lives in the Water Hill area, a neighborhood of Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you search his name, one of the things you will find is waterhill.org, which is a music festival that he has been part of promoting and has been a significant force behind. I was wondering, Paul, if you'd say a few words about that. Yeah, the Water Hill Music Fest has, it's a pretty incredible event. It happens once a year on the first Sunday in May, whenever that happens to be, just for four hours from 2 in the afternoon until 6 p.m. This may be, if you're listening to this broadcast, this may be one of the only ways you will ever learn about this, uh, especially if you live outside the area of Ann Arbor, Michigan. We intentionally do not promote it outside Ann Arbor. We do have a website, waterhill.org, and so people from wherever can find out about it there. But I have turned down interviews from the Wall Street Journal and from the Washington Post, and my policy is really not to do interviews about the Water Hill Music Fest. The format is just based on an idea that on one afternoon, people who play music, we say either musicians or people who want to pretend to be musicians, who live in this neighborhood might step out onto their own front porches and give a little mini concert, you know, just for 15 minutes or half an hour or up to an hour if they want. And uh, the other neighbors wander from porch to porch. My wife and I came up with this idea, and we are still the only real organizers of it. We do have a team of volunteers that will go out some weeks before the festival and put a door tag on each door in the neighborhood and invite everyone to participate. And then sure enough, on the first Sunday in May, it's a beautiful thing. And then at 2 o'clock, this beautiful cacophony starts wafting out of the hill at Water Hill. 
I do want to mention, folks, that my interview with Paul Tinkerhess, we will have bonus excerpts out on our website. That is to say, there are portions that we're not going to be able to fit into the broadcast because he's a font of wisdom and wit and music. So I'd like to hear some more music, though. I would love to perform for you, thinking about kind of locally grown music. You know how there's this wonderful movement of supporting your local businesses, your local radio station, and, you know, buying your organic food from the closest organic farmer. I kind of like the idea of singing songs that are written by your neighbors. One of the great songwriters in our neck of the woods is a young man named Billy King. I've known him for quite a few years now. He started, he and his brother started recording cassette tapes, um a long time ago when they were young. Billy has only matured as a songwriter. He's, I think he writes some beautiful songs. He's also an incredible musician and has a golden voice, and you can find more about him at billykingdom.com. This is one song that I've kind of gotten stuck in my head in recent weeks. I find it very moving. I'm going to try to get through it here without choking up. It's called You're Always Looking at Me. It's kind of that idea of some presence or some, some invisible presence, sometimes you get the feeling, is, is with you. You took me by surprise, I opened up my eyes and saw that you were looking at me. Now everywhere I go, somehow I always know, you are always looking at me. You are always looking at me And I don't know your name But I know just the same You are always looking at me And I can't see your face But you're all around this place You are always looking at me Always looking at me, and it's not just my opinion, though it's nothing I can prove. You've been there from the beginning, and you watch my every move. I'm never on my own You are always looking at me And I never feel scared Cause you are always there You are always looking at me You are always looking at me It's a silent conversation it's just something that I feel It could be my imagination But to me it's very real You took me by surprise I opened up my eyes Saw that you were looking at me now everywhere I go, somehow I always know You are always looking at me You are always looking at me
looking at me. You are always looking at me. Beautiful version of a song by Billy King. His website, billykingdom.com. You are always looking at me. Performed by Paul Tinker Hess here today for Song of the Soul. Paul, you know what? I really want to talk to you just about all night long, all day long. But I do want to get a few more songs in. I don't know if we should rush into it or not. There's one more thing that, you know, you didn't mention about your name. And my first knowledge of you actually was through your sister, Bonnie, who I interviewed in the first couple years of my program. And in fact, the week that she died at one of these gatherings, the first day of the gathering, I was setting up my display for Northern Spirit Radio, and she came over to me and said, I forgot to reserve table space, and so she wanted to set up some of her display stuff on my table. I had room, <laughs> and so we did that. So I saw her just those couple days beforehand. And her last name, Bonnie, her last name was Tinker, which is kind of close to Tinker Hess. You want to explain <laughs> Well, I was raised as Paul Tinker. Then, after the right period of time, I met Claire Hess, and we decided to get married, and we had to ponder this challenge that many couples take time to ponder, what to do for the last name. It doesn't seem quite right to always just take the man's name. Sometimes people hyphenate two last names. That was pretty popular at the time when we got married, 1982. So we just squeezed the two words together into Tinker Hess. There are some nice things about it. The, the .com was available. We don't really use it as a website, but it's unique. We are highly Googleable. So far, if you search Google for Tinker Hess, I believe you will only find information about myself and my wife and the three boys that we made. And now the wife of our middle son, Martin, Molly, also Molly chose to take the name Tinker Hess also. You have a gift with words. Uh, Your lyrics are so, it's not quirky, but it has a sense of that. They're playful in a way that I I love. And they're also deep. They play heartstrings as well. And I'm hoping you're willing to pluck some of those strings of that actual guitar. I do, and I've grabbed my actual banjo here, which I I love this banjo too. It's a... It's a Pete Seeger model banjo. You know, he invented the idea of adding on three extra frets to it. I would like to do a song that I didn't write. I have (laughs) changed a few of the words as I am want to do. This is a Bob Frankie song. And here we are. You're recording this here at the Friends General Conference on the banks of the Niagara River, New York, uh, the annual gathering of, of a group of Quakers. Quakers, you know, there's not much to the religion of Quakerism, actually, except that uh, there's that of God in every person and that we try to listen to an, an inner voice for guidance. This is a song by Bob Frankie called The Still Small Voice. In a still small voice in the middle of the night Brother Martin heard a simple truth And he followed its leadings Though it led to a crossroads parting In the days of my youth And from the heart of the city Came a muffled scream 
and I heard it through all the white noise. And my teacher told me that they'd killed the dream, but they never killed the still small voice. Oh, the lies come at you in a million ways. Some you hear and some you tell yourself. Saying that virtue is a pile of gold or that weapons are a nation's wealth. But when the king stands naked in his empty crown, will the people say we have no choice? Will we sell our children down that bloody stream? Or will we listen to the still small voice? There's a TV lying in your living room. It will convince you that you have no time. It'll swear the whole reason for the earth and season is to make and spend another dime. But the light of heaven is a simple gift. You can have it if you make that choice And it'll burn like a candle in your inmost heart If you listen to the still small voice In a still small voice in the middle of the night Brother Martin heard a simple truth And he followed its leadings Though it led to a crossroads parting In the days of my youth And from the heart of the city comes a muffled scream and I hear it through all the white noise they couldn't kill the spirit couldn't kill the dream and they'll never kill the still small voice they couldn't kill the spirit couldn't kill the dream and they'll never kill the still Beautiful, beautiful song. It's by Bob Frankie. I have had him on the program, Song of the Soul. But today that was performed by Paul Tinkerhess, my guest for today's show. When you want to track down Bob Frankie, it's bobfrankie.com. When you want to track down Paul Tinkerhess, simply drive to the Water Hill neighborhood (laughs) of Ann Arbor. (laughs) That'll get him. And you know, Paul, there's a dozen more things I want to talk to you about one I want to get in before we do a final song is I want to mention Snow Buddy. 
in doing some searching about you, that was one of the few traces I could find that could connect to this elusive person, Paul Tinkerhess, was the snow buddy. I'm pretty sure our listeners don't yet know about it. <laughs> Would you straighten them out? I'd be very glad to tell people about Snow Buddy. Snow Buddy is a project that I started in our neighborhood. It was the result of the fact that Claire and I walk to work and walk home from work. We found that in the wintertime, often the sidewalks were not clear of snow and ice. And the current policy in Ann Arbor, like in a lot of cities, is that the homeowners are responsible for clearing the section of walkway that's in front of maintaining the sidewalks. So we also have a vision that possibly the city could contract with an organization like Snowbody, you know, kind of Snowbody writ large, so that Snowbody might be able to become big enough with a contract from the city to do all the sidewalks of the neighborhood. So Snowbody is another seed that's uh, grown into a tree, or I don't know if that's the right metaphor for this, by Paul Tinkerhess, our Song of the Soul guest. We will have bonus excerpts from this program out on nordenspiritradio.org, stuff we couldn't fit in the broadcast. Remember to go there and check that. Some really fun and interesting things I talked to Paul about. But we've got time for one more song, Paul. How are we going to do this? I would love to share with you a song that I wrote uh, most recently for the event of my middle son Martin's wedding to his betrothed Molly. So this is Martin and Molly's wedding song. May your home be like a harbor for you and those you love May your hearth be warmed with wine and song And blessings from above Neighbors welcome gladly in Whenever doorbells chime And friends who'll open up their homes To you from time to time Take my hand and walk beside me underneath the moon Sing the words you still remember of our wedding tune Hold me when the day is new and when the day is done Hold me while we spin another circle round the sun Yes, hold me while we spin another circle round the sun May your work be worthy of the many talents you possess May you take some measured risks and may you meet with some success May loving thoughts like wind and water flow between your minds And may the earth be left a little better for your time Ah, take my hand and walk beside me underneath the moon Sing the words you still remember of our wedding tune. 
hold me while we spin another circle round the sun. May those of us before you now live long enough to see some fruits of this new union a kid or two or three and may your children be respectable and live within the laws or if they go to prison may it be for some good cause yes if they go to prison may it be for some good cause oh take my hand and walk beside me underneath the moon sing the words you still remember of our wedding tune ah hold me when the day is new and when the day is done hold me while we spin another circle round the sun may your lives be long together and full of strength and health with a maximum of pleasure and a modicum of wealth May each day find you loving more than even now you start and reaching toward each other with a tenderness of heart yes reaching toward each other with a tenderness of heart take my hand and walk beside me underneath the moon sing the words you still remember of our wedding tune ah, hold me when the day is new and when the day is done hold me while we spin another circle round the sun yes Last song today from Paul Tinkerhess for his middle son and his bride. That would be Martin and Molly's wedding song. What a gift to give to them, that song. One of the reasons that I invited you here is because I knew you'd be at this gathering. And as you mentioned earlier, I've been looking to do this interview for a long time, having fallen in love with some of your tunes along the way. And one of the reasons I knew you'd be here is because next year at the place that we're at, which is called the Friends General Conference Gathering, nationwide Quaker gathering happens each year. You know, 1,000 or 1,500 Quakers get together and have a week of Quaker-style debauchery, which (laughs) doesn't debauch quite as much as other people's debauchery, perhaps. But it's a wonderful, wonderful week. You want to come out to the public or what you're going to be doing next year? Yes, next year. Well, uh, my wife Claire and I have been invited to be what's called the co-clerks of the Friends General Gathering for 2018. We're very honored and pleased to take on that role. 
It's kind of a volunteer coordinating role, although in a way it's a very minor role when you look at the entire system of paid and unpaid people who work to put together this conference. But we're excited about the possibilities of helping to contribute as we can toward the experience of about a 1,000 Quakers that are expected to come again next summer. This conference moves around the country, usually to university campuses, and next year it's scheduled to take place at the University of Toledo in Toledo, Ohio, right in the beginning of July. I believe it is the 1st of July until about the 7th. Toledo, for anyone listening who does not know, is a port city. It's the westernmost port city on Lake Erie, one of the beautiful Great Lakes. We have had the honor of helping to choose a theme for the conference, which we're excited about. We're excited about the possibilities of working around this theme. And the theme we've chosen is the power of truth. We think it has really profound implications for our ability to share with one another our truths as we see them. We see in that theme, the power of truth, the challenge of creating for one another spaces where people are comfortable sharing the truth. When people don't share the truth, one way of looking at it is that that's a bad person and a liar and, you know, call them out on it, that kind of thing. Another way of looking at it, and maybe at the same time, maybe there's room for some of that, but um, another way to look at it is what situation did that person find themselves in that created an opportunity for them to say something that was not the truth? Why did they feel that they had to say something that was not the truth? And I think a lot of people do that because they're insecure for one reason or another. They're afraid of something or other. They're interested in pleasing someone who has some level of authority over them. You know, they want to keep their jobs or they want to try to keep moving up the ladder or for whatever reason. And I think each of us in a situation like this conference or in just about any situation in which we find ourselves, have an opportunity to shape that space into a place that either promotes the sharing of the truth or promotes the sharing of things that are not the truth. So we'll be bringing in speakers who have good things to share on this, including people who combine the subjects of science and spirituality Of course, there are political implications at this time in our nation's history about leadership in Washington and the sometimes absence of the truth in that leadership. But we have faith that as we address these problems on a personal and a kind of subcultural, cultural level, that that does make ripples that might eventually reach out to the wider world. I know that the conference is going to be great next year. I was wondering, you know, settling on on this theme related to truth, did they turn down your proposal to have it, the theme be the many hills of Big Bend Avenue? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the first thing that came to my mind, of course, that they turned down was Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. And then we moved right on to Erie Silence. You know, Quakers are big on silence, and this is on Lake Erie. We had to move. Actually, seriously, we did spend some time around the possible theme, healing water, because we know through history, water has often been seen as an element that is healing to humans. And with the current state of affairs, it seems like maybe it's time for us to use that to heal ourselves, but also it's our turn to heal the water. And in particular, in Toledo, The drinking water in Toledo, the drinking water from all the drinking fountains that we'll be using next year in University of Toledo, all that water comes right out of Lake Erie. And several years ago, the level of algae bloom 
in Lake Erie reached the point where no one in Toledo was safe drinking the water out of their taps because uh, there was so many toxins that led to this algae bloom in the in the water. And, of course, this is a result of systemic forces that, you know, have arisen because of business and people taking the easy way and, you know, the large hog farms and agriculture that dumps a lot of things into the water that promote the algae bloom. And these are problems that are caused by humans. And, you know, the good way to look at that is that they can theoretically be solved by humans. So we, just as Pete Seeger traveled around the world and sang songs of world peace, but committed himself also to a place, he built with his own hands a house on the banks of the Hudson River and set about spending decades cleaning up the Hudson River. You know, he had his beautiful boat, the Clearwater built that he sailed up and down the Hudson River along with a lot of other people encouraged these towns to install treatment plants for their water and cleaned up that place. Well, we live on the Great Lakes and we look forward to doing at least a small part to help to contribute toward that effort as we discover the truth about what is going on there and seeing if we have some power in revealing that truth. I'm glad you're part of such wonderful work for the world. Work through music, work through... And, and you know, I, some people get narrowly identified with their work being, you know, some political activism. I consider your song for your son and his wife healing work for the world. The small, still voice, the Quaker Ross, all those are such beautiful gifts to the world. I'm so glad I got to record them with you. Thanks so much for joining me today, Paul, for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been so fun to be with you. And again, folks, you can't really track Paul Tinker Hess down. I'll have a couple links to things on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org site. You'll catch some glimpses of him in videos on YouTube and other places. But remember, for your shoe needs, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Tinker Hess. Thanks again, Paul. Thank you. There are plenty of bonus excerpts from this interview with Paul Tinkerhass up on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org site. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a Song of the Soul.